Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Resting2XPod. Again, the code Resting2XPod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Beta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> are watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Chino Liao, Ro Moran all checking in for this evening. Wala tayong guests. Uh, but like we said... Wala rin si Camos, unfortunately. Again. Wala si Camos. You can tweet Camos at uh, Caveman Camos and you can ask him to come back. So tingnan natin kung makinig siya sa inyo. <laughs> Kung makinig siya sa power of popular demand, right? Uh, like I said, we've got some special guests that we're lining up for our next couple of episodes. Announce namin mamaya kung sino sino yon, or to give you a bit of a tease kung anong klasing guests you expect niya from the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. But for tonight, uh, we have we have to unpack a lot of stuff actually. So for starters, we've got another live caller who will be talking to us about their experience in WWE Thunderdome, and then we also have to talk about All Out. Which, as you can see, medyo na enjoy namin ni Ro based on our uh, background, uh, virtual backgrounds for tonight. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. WWE memo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Well, you like those it? moments? You like? Those moments that we're highlighting in our virtual background, I'm sure we enjoy. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know how uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I loved it. I just thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I thought they were funny. Mark- I mean, like this, this tooth and nail match was funny. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. how Rebby so feels we have about full... the whole thing. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, those thoughts are perfectly clear. But uh, I, I want to check in with you guys first. How's everybody doing tonight? How's uh, How's Chino doing tonight? Good, good, very well, very well. Uh, thank you. I'll take this opportunity to thank I Elnas for the follow on Kumu. Hello, thank you for the follow. Igoro, how are things on your end? You're fresh off a work call. Yeah, uh, I actually thought I wasn't going to make it. <laughs> but I wanted to do a with the mind. And uh, I'm ready to talk to our guests about his Thunderdome experience. And I'm also ready to uh, promote some stuff on the Zada, the 99 sale, which we'll get to soon. Wait, I just noticed that there's a sticker on my shirt. Ko. <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask about that. I'm going to ask if you were going to remove it. Yeah, shout out to my oh, over this sweet 
Sweet Kevin Owens shirt. Yeah. Check that out. Triple XL to, pero sakto lang sa akin. Food Panda pa more. Alright. Anyway. Yeah. That's how um, undisputed era kayo. Okay. Kasi na ba yung undisputed era, hindi nila tinatanggal yung sticker doon sa t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I only do that for my caps, which I don't wear. Pero yeah. Yeah, not in the time of the pandemic. Alright. Uh, since si Chino finlex yung kanyang wrestling t-shirt, ako flex ko rin. Naka-Okada t-shirt ako ngayon. Nice. Yan. I was wearing it. Okay, yun lang. Alright, uh, as Ro said. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Oh, what's Ro wearing? Uh, which wrestler are you repping tonight? AJ Styles. Oh, uh, let's let's get the let's get to the meat of the podcast. Pag-usapan natin yung Thunderdome ulit because last week we actually had a review from Abby, one of our regular viewers and listeners, and this week uh, we have another regular who found his way into the Thunderdome, so he's gonna call in and uh, tell us a little bit about his experience. So I'm gonna pass it off to Ro. Ro, you take the lead as I refresh kasi parang delayed ako. So I'm gonna refresh, alright? Uh, Ro, take the lead on this one. Let's bring in our guest, all right, Adri right. Angelo. So, alright. Alright. Admin Angelo, where you at? You here? Say hey. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Yo, hey, what's hey, up? Pratigya uh, ko? Yes, yes. Yo, so, there you are. Pasensya na, wala akong cam. Pasensya, wala akong cam. Oh, sige, 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 sige. Yo, what's up? Let's tell everybody who Admin Angelo is first before we jump onto the yes, Admin part. Angelo is one of our uh one of our our faithful listeners yes. of the wrestling wrestling podcast. <laughs> so he's you there, Angelo? Bro. Wait, wait. I can hear you. Wait, oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Better, better. Alright, okay. Obviously, live style. Sige, sige. Live kasi, nakakapadibago eh. Sige, sige. So, okay, so Alvin Angelo is one of our... One of our fervent listeners of the pod. Uh, he is also a podcaster of wrestling himself, the host of the MTG Show podcast, the I think the first ever all Tagalog uh, wrestling podcast in the Philippines. Uh, yes, so yes, yes. Make a Big honor. Make a Oh, make a Yes, yes, yes. Uh, call him, him Admin Angelo because he's also one of the admins, or the admin, the main admin of one of the wrestling uh, WWE Facebook groups, WWE groups. Philippines Facebook, Facebook groups, the, the OG club. The MTG Show podcast. You promote that Yeah, you Facebook Facebook group. That's the WWE, the original Philippines band. Wait, lang, nalito ako. WWE <laughs> Philippines, the original PHC. Yo, okay. Tangaba eh. Tangaba kasi. But yeah, yun. So, MTV, MTV <laughs> show. Tsaka PG? The, the, yeah. Tsaka WWE Philippines, the original. Oh. Yan. Yes, yes. 
Kaso, oh, yeah. PG okay. ngayon eh. <laughs> okay, so... Okay lang, okay lang. Yeah, sige, PG sige. Ano, PG. Medyo on. PG. Wait. May Kumo. Hindi, hindi, sige. Okay lang yan. Okay lang yan. Wait, wait, wait. Medyo... <laughs> May French fries, Kumo. Sige, sige, sige. <laughs> okay ba? Okay, Medyo nag-feedback sa akin konti eh. Let's get into the interview proper. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Admin Angelo, can you take us through yung experience mo sa pag-sign up sa Thunderdome? Madali ba siya or medyo complicated? Ah, actually, yung, ano? ano? Review ni Abby. De, actually, PM ako kay Stan. <laughs> Nung una, kasi kinatawag na ako ni Stan nun, di ba? Nag-PM si Stan sa akin. Nagkaroon ako ng, ano, ng review na nga nun sa podcast ko din. Pero... Ang nangyari sa ano ko noon, experience ko, wala akong link as in noong una. Mm-hmm. Pero ano, nung ngayon, eh maayos na. Medyo maayos na kahit papaano. Ang problema lang, ang problema, mamaya na pala, mamaya na. <laughs> ne, sige, sige, get, sige, sige. Uh, get into the problems na kasi parang tinatrawa ko natin yung Thunderdome, di ba? Sabi mo na yung problema. Oh. Ano, yung pro- ano yung problem? Wait lang, uh, ang problema kasi ano, <laughs> Ang napapanood ko ng medyo buo is commercial breaks. <laughs> okay, okay. Hindi yung mismong Buti, show. Buti, pinapakita ka commercial break. Nakapasok ka. So, oh. nakapasok ka, pero nakita mo commercial break. Nakapasok ako, pero naabutan ko commercial breaks. <laughs> so, yun lang. Okay. Like, wala yung wala yung main promos, wala yung main segment, or yung main parts ng match. De, so, pero ano, ganto, ganto, ganto. Pero nakaabot ako sa ibang cards like yung Kentrade okay, and sa ano kanina tag team match yon tama ba <laughs> yon tag team match tapos yung ano almost padulo na yon naabutan ko yon Okay so so meron pa meron pa naabutan ng action Wait wait wala maridig <laughs> Sorry, tinatanong ko kung malinaw ba yung wait, screen. Wait, wait, wait. Sige, oh, sige. Angelo is Sorry. troubleshooting. Oo nga eh, parang uh, slap soil yung internet ni Admin Angelo. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> it, it, like it, it, it kind of tells us. Pero mahalang yung screen. Parang nandito lang si Camus, guys. We miss Camus and now he's back. In the form of Admin Angelo. Sige. Yes. Wait, Angelo, we'll, just keep, you, we'll just keep you on for a couple of questions, bud, and then we'll let you go sige, sige. para di ka masyado ma-hassle. At, eto na lang, uh, malinaw ba yung stream or nag-buffer din ba siya at naglalag? De, ganito na lang. Uh, malinaw siya, oo. Pero, ang problem, di ba, ano, naalis din kasi agad ako sa stream kasi, alam mo naman, Philippines, <laughs> bagal ang internet. Uh-huh. Okay, so nakikika, nakikika sa, sa stream ng Thunderdome kasi maganda. <laughs> oh, rinig na kayo. Oo, ganun. Okay, uh, may producer ba na kumakausap oh, sa inyo ganun. and nagsasabi na, Oh, uh, this is Drew McIntyre, good guy to, cheer for your hero. Or, oh, ito si Andrade, bad guy to, boo niya yan, boo, ganyan. May, may nag-i-instruct pa rin ba? Oh, meron beta beta. Ayun, oo, oh, oh, meron siyang cues na ano, parang may producer na nagsasalita. Yeah. Para mag-cue sa amin. Aha. Okay. Uh-huh. 'Yon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yun, yun. So, so meron din. 
Okay. Uh, kung bibigyan mo siya ng rating yes, yung experience yes, yes. mo, sige, bigyan natin ng, uh, lagyan natin ng scale. Uh, one star to five stars. Based on yung experience mo sa Thunderdome, ilang stars yung rating niya? Mm-hmm. Wait lang. <laughs> three. Sige, three star oh, rating. Alright. Three. Yeah. I think that's fair. Given ano, yung, medyo ano, kasi, ano, parang nako. De, de, de. Sige, 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 sige. Tuloy, tuloy. Sige, kayo, ikaw, ikaw. Parang ano, sa kaya sa akin. Kaya naman sa'yo. Sige, sige. So, ano, kaya three siya. Parang, parang ano kasi, yung, ayun, alam mo naman yung commercial feeds nila, iba kasi yung commercial dun eh, compare. Pero parang, hindi ko siya na, ano, nasanayan ko kasi, na kung ano yung commercial sa USA, yun din ang commercial dun. Yun ang first impression ko. Hindi pala. <laughs> doon ako nagkamali. And sobrang ano doon, di ko siya okay. masundan. Alright. Alright. Okay. Kaya, three. <laughs> okay. Right. See you in a bit. Admin Angelo. Facebook. Oh, thanks for the... Thanks for the update on thank you, thank you. Uh, on your experience at WWE Thunderdome. That was Admin Angelo again. You can catch yes, him yes. on his own show, um, the MTG show. Uh, it's his own live podcast. Tapos nag-reach out din siya. So uh, there might be another crossover between both universes coming soon. Salamat, Angelo. Salamat. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So, thank you. So basically, nakuha natin dito sa interview na to, maganda ang commercial states. <laughs> Yan yung nakuha natin. That's what I got. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, US commercials are the best. Yeah. He was only he was only able to judge the commercial breaks. He wasn't able to judge the actual product, which is goes to show and it really is an internet problem more than anything. Yeah, from the get-go no yeah, like when, really when something like the Thunderdome was uh, announced, diba, I think any hope of Filipino audience has to really be immersed in that experience went down the drain just because of the thought of our our lagging internet speeds but yeah them's the breaks okay well depends uh, talaga sa about... kung anong internet meron pa <laughs> yeah my internet's fine so fine ish yeah yeah, uh, like here on my end, my internet's actually normally fine as well. I think uh, hassle and talaga is that uh, we're all stuck at home because of the pandemic and because, uh, for example, we stream ng ganitong oras, diba? Our families are at home. I live at home. So, like, everybody's um, got their own thing going on. So, syempre, na-affect din tayo, uh, din tayo dito. But anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. Let's get to the meat of this week's podcast. We're supposed to be talking about All Out and yung memo ng WWE, which they released over the weekend. Uh, I think I want to start with that memo first because it's breaking news and there were details that uh, were made available just a few hours ago before we, uh, before we started recording. So to, give you, uh, to, to put everything in a nutshell, over the weekend, we were all shocked when we found out that WWE uh, released a memo to its superstars and talents that uh, they were no longer allowed to engage with third-party platforms and content providers. Uh, because WWE is protecting their investment. Yun yung logic daw nila. Say these are characters, these are names that they control. And then as of today, uh, they clarified it by saying that uh, they can still stream on Twitch, they can still stream on YouTube, but sawag nilang gagamitin yung superstar names nila. They can just use their real names. The only caveat is that it looks like WWE is clamping down on Cameo. And that's a big problem. Wants to go first. 
No, I was yeah, asking. I'll go, I'll go. I can I can go. Yeah. So okay. Apparently, uh, apparently WWE owning real names of people isn't actually as illegal as it sounds. Like people are saying that it infringes upon a person's right. Yes, but at the same time, the reason that the WWE is doing that is to secure the IP of the individual. So in that manner, they're still protecting corporate interests. And while I understand it, I, I, we, we know how we you know how we feel about the whole the man trying to you know not Becky Lynch the man but Vince McMahon the man trying to take a stranglehold of the whole industry. Now that being said, as we bring this up, there are also other allegations being brought to the table, which just goes to show how very convoluted and very confusing everything is WWE side because this company is supposed to be making record uh, returns this year, right? They're supposed to be breaking the bat, so to speak. But at the same time, you see them resorting to these means. So what's really going on behind the scenes? Why are they making money and being so stingy about it? Bro. Okay. Uh, I agree with you that uh, the company is technically illegal. Um, that's my, as far as my opinion goes, but I'm gonna I'm actually consulting with an IP lawyer that I know right now whether a company could actually uh, own someone else's real name and likeness. But as far as I know, I think for business purposes, they can. So, dapat unahan ng ng ang yun na ma-file for copyright ng sarili niya. So, as far as we know, uh, maybe it's possible, maybe it's not illegal, if you will. So, I think that at this point, uh, they knew, or they knew, they knew by now, after all the after all the backlash that's uh, surfaced over the weekend, that uh, this clamping down on you know the Twitch, the YouTube, the the real life people actually running these uh, side hustles just to make a quick buck, it's not really good. So I don't know actually what they were trying to pull off here. Uh, other than the fact that okay, maybe they wanted a piece of that action because they yeah, they're not running as many live shows anymore. But at this point, uh, it's weird because WWE is a rich company still. Um, even though uh, they've lowered their, their live show count, their live event counts, even though uh, they're not making as much money as they need to, as, as they used to, they still have a bunch of deals in place that allow them to make more than the usual person or the usual company. So I think this is, is an example of Vince McMahon being greedy. Also, you know, you forgot to say something. Yeah, I forgot to say something. Also, with regards to this, um, reports have shown that the backlash from the third-party uh, deals that some of the superstars have with these other streaming services and whatnot may stem from something that Lana promoted on one of her uh, TikTok or Twitch streams. Like on, on Rusev's, a.k.a. Miro's stream, she promoted an energy drink that may or may not be in competition with a business partner of the company. So if that's the deal, then maybe WWE is still trying to protect their interests because they have they they are a big company. They have deals with other big companies, 
and if a superstar takes something, does something that goes against those interests, then it it might have something to do with this. Well, the problem is here is that maybe. Yeah, internet, internet. No, no, the problem really here is that uh, as much as Chino has a point in saying that, yes, they might have interests that they need to protect. Remember that the WWE wrestlers are still independent contractors. So they're not regular employees. They don't have that contract in which uh, they say that their business interests are controlled by the company they work for. So if they really want to clamp down on all of this, they've got to make sure that they become, uh, they make their wrestlers regular employees, and that means paying them what they're due, giving them the benefits they're due, uh, you know, they're due, uh, a regular employees due, and, you know, just make sure that they're not actually freelancers with a short leash. Yeah, and I agree with you. I agree totally, and hopefully it can be one of the, uh, good things to come from this whole scenario. Like, that there's a way for them to save themselves here. It's a way for the company to save themselves here, and it's through that uh, channel. Okay, I want to get into the cameo of it all. Because sobrang lacking income generator ng cameo, especially uh, now that we're all stuck at home and people kind of miss parin direct interactions with celebrities. And if you go through cameo, uh, some quick figures are that, for example, Big E is somebody who earns so much from cameo. Uh, he charges $350 per cameo and he's one of the top earners for the WWE superstars. Like I think he's at over $68,000, at this point. Roman Reigns uh, has been charging $500 per cameo. And um, what we learned yeah, over, the last, over the last 16 to 24 hours is that if there's one thing WWE is clamping down on, it's actually cameo. Which is really unfortunate for all the wrestlers who've begun to really make a lot of money out of it. So uh, what we know is that WWE is trying to uh, hold their own virtual meet and greets. And to do that, they kind of have to take Cameo away from the wrestlers so that WWE gets a share of the pie. Because I guess they saw that new virtual meet and greets have been working for Comic-Con, for Wizard World, and um, you know these, these uh, groups that are bringing you mga TV and film actors together to meet with the public. Like I've got friends who've signed up for these virtual experiences. So I think WWE wants to do something similar to make up for what they lost ng access. Diba? Walang access in itong WrestleMania season, gawa ng pandemic. So, yun, yun, I have an issue with that because uh, the WWE superstars on their own clearly saw na, oh, there's an opportunity here to make money off of my name and my likeness on Cameo and to make it personalized. And now WWE wants a share of that pie. That's where I think uh, the, the big problem is. Ikaro, what do you think about uh, Cameo in particular? Because you know, that alone is a big income gen. Uh, cameo by itself is nothing actually compared to how much the WWE makes on TV deals, merchandise, and stuff like that. Because at least at all, you're only ma- uh, the wrestlers only making what hundreds of dollars, a couple of hundreds. Uh, almost 500s at the most with Roman Reigns, um, but if I, I mean, it really does look like uh, WWE is getting way greedy and not uh, putting po- and not putting money in its wrestlers' pockets. So there's something to be said here about 
Vince McMahon playing the evil billionaire uh, by trying to make more by uh, giving less to his workers. So it's not a good look, Alaga. And it's a good thing that guys like former presidential candidate Andrew Yang called them out on Twitter because even though they're not going to listen to these guys, you kind of expose once again WWE for the evil company that it really is even though it's you know made a, made a lot of us happier at least entertained Chino any other thoughts on cameo no I actually okay I, I I'm gonna quote a podcast that I was listening to before we got on um, that said that it may not sixty thousand dollars may not be that big a deal for a multi-billion dollar company but for an independent contractor it could mean the world, right? Now, I'm not saying that Roman Reigns and Big E are indie guys therefore they need cameo, right? They're millionaires in their own right, guaranteed. But at the same time, when you don't have job security, you try to look for extra income wherever you can. And cameo has just been able to provide that recourse uh during this pandemic especially during this pandemic i'm having celebrities that signed on to cameo just to you know just to you know gain a few bucks earn a few bucks and and to have to boil it down to pure business savvy is it's just greedy man what again the only yeah, I'm actually curious if there are any WWE wrestlers who are on OnlyFans. Well, the <laughs> OnlyFans can say is directly marketed to, you know, the adult audience, uh, the pervs in the world. So obviously not, lest they want to, you know, get fired or something. I mean, I guess, but you also have mainstream celebrities who are already there. Like, I know Cardi B is on OnlyFans, and I, I don't think she posts any explicit material, diba. Right? And there was the Bella Thorne scandal that blew up last week. Um, there's also another rapper, uh, I, I forget if it's Lil Wayne or, or yep. whoever, who's also on OnlyFans. So um, I know na specifically. What? Lil Wayne is on OnlyFans? targeted the NSFW. Yes, yes, yes. There's, there, there are male rappers who are on OnlyFans and they release my exclusive mixtapes <laughs> or whatever um, through the platform. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I get what you're trying to say, Rona. It's. It's uh, specifically targeted towards the NSFW side of the internet. But, you know, um, people are getting more enterprising, especially in the time of the pandemic. I guess to just wrap a bow around this, um, you, um, si WWE here with the vagueness of the memo. Aside from yung, the, the whole greediness that we, that we covered, the fact that it took us days to parse everything through and figure out what they were really trying to say and what they're really uh, clamping down on is so problematic. And it, uh, some com division probably fucked up. Probably just didn't say or how as someone who does write memos like this. No, I think uh, what they really wanted to, to say here was that they really wanted to to stop everything, all the third party stuff from uh, from happening. And I think that. Uh, some of the some of the wrestlers and personalities employed in the WWE were trying to be optimistic, if you will, uh, with how uh, the, vague, the the wording is to be interpreted. But I really do think that they were out to quash, to, to crush all of the 
all of the third-party side hustles. And it was only until after they received a lot of backlash, not just from the fans, but also from other wrestling personalities, from, from Andrew Yang, that kumabig sila and just, uh, just uh, clarified that they didn't want people to use their, their, their K-Fave names. So I think uh, this, is a, this is an example where uh, the voice of the people, of the masses, came uh, really handy into changing a, a policy that, was, that really did not look good on WWE's part. Any last words, Gina? No, I'm good. You guys covered it, so I'm good. Oh, no, what happened to Stan? Uh, Admin Angelo is asking, only fans is the same as Cameo. Technically, they're kind of the same. They're the same, same yes, in spirit. Okay, yes. In spirit. In theory, yes. But so only fans can say the, um, the, uh, for, those, for those who don't, who aren't familiar with OnlyFans? OnlyFans is a content creator who put out content. I think I say go go go. So oh, okay, so OnlyFans and uh and Cameo are the same, like YouTube and Pornhub are the same. You know what I mean? But it's like, not the same. It, no, it's like it's it they they stream one both stream content right. You can also both ask for content, but other just ask for it. <laughs> you can see. No, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to disagree there. That's no, a wrong analogy. Yeah. That's a wrong analogy. I'm but sorry. It, but it, 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 it. Go, go, go. No, go. I know because I have a subscription, so I know. Right? Wait. Uh, so, okay. Wait. 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 <laughs> go, go, go. I don't agree with the analogy as well. Because. No, because cameo is by uh, request. No, I'm yes. not. Okay, let me explain. anything from Cameo. Let, let me explain. <laughs> On one side of the equation, Pornhub equals YouTube. And then you get the two, the four fucking dots, right? As to Cameo equals OnlyFans. Do I have to draw it out? That's what oh. I meant. You're just no, saying but, one is for the ah, okay. W side of no, no, the no, internet. No, uh, which is yeah, that's what I meant. Like, if that's the comparison, it's a shallow-ass comparison. That's like, what I meant. That's what I you thought, were asking. No, we, Ro and I thought no. that you had this intelligent analogy or whatever. What? When did I ever provide any sort of intelligence on this podcast? Why did no, you no, expect no, uh, so much uh, from a basic-ass uh, answer? To be clear, no, to be clear, Admin Angelo Jose was asking, I, from what I understand of Admin Angelo's question, he is trying to ask how the two services work. Um, the analogy kasi is only fans, the uh, content creator is content, and then the people pay for yes. that. Whereas yeah. Cameo, the people who are subscribed to the person's Cameo, or not subscribed, but the, pe- the fans have the option to request the content yes. creator to, do, to make content tailored for them for money. That's the difference between the two, and that's a it's major difference because it's a really, yeah, it's a huge distinct difference between uh, how the two services work. But uh, sure, your right. your your metaphor tracks too, I think. Hey guys, before we head on to the rest of this episode, I just want to quickly announce that the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is now selling products from Lazada. 
So I know a lot of you guys are starting different hobbies during the quarantine. A lot of people have decided to start their own podcast. Well, we at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast have decided to sell uh, laptops, iPads, uh, headsets, microphones. We also got power banks, gaming equipment. If you want to start building your own PC rig, that's a thing people do now. They build PCs. And you can do that through our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast page on Facebook. That's where you can access all the goodies, all the delicious links to different things like like exercise equipment, like contraceptives. You want to be safe during the pandemic. Let's all keep that in mind as we check out Lazada's 99 big brand sale. Enjoy up to 90% off on the biggest brands and free shipping with no minimum spend. All of that and more with just one click on the links provided in the episode description. Spread the word and make sure you tag at LazadaPH and use the hashtags hashtag LazadaPH99, hashtag BigBrandSale, and hashtag LegitSalazMall. Again, the 99 Lazada Big Brand Sale is happening for today only, so get to it and get to it now. Let's, let's move on. Let's just, I, I wasn't even listening. Let's go. All out. Happened last Saturday. Take the L. 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 Shut up. Na prove wrong, Galen. Okay. Have we said hi to Ezekiel? Have we said hi to him? Uh, first time watching no, we have, this live. We have, we have not, Been we a listener not. since uh, the week before WrestleMania 36. Oh wow! Thank you, Ezekiel. Hey. Thanks for having me. Last name. Yeah, anyway, Chino, may ano ba? May uh, <laughs> kumu shoutouts ka ba Kumu shoutouts, yes, of course. We always have kumu shoutouts, starting with a bunch of people. E E C Y A J is now following us. Thank you for the follow, and thank you, Prince R J C, for the hello, hello. What's up to you? Also saying hello to Cray- Crayons, who says only fancy Jerry Lawler. See, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> okay, if, you, if that floats your boat, Crayons, good for you. Saying what's up to the people who joined us on Kumu, to JMSV, Elmer, Riley Canlas, uh, Rancy, yeah, Lloyd J, Vince Gitab, and HF25 Shop. Hello to you. Thank you for joining us on Kubu. Hey, All right. hello, hello, hello. Okay, so I, I'm on Cameo right now, and uh, I don't need to say I have a Cameo. You can buy my Cameos. I am looking through the website just to see how much it's changed since that memo came out. And um, if you look for your WWE wrestlers, uh, it's, their, it's their real names. Na. Yun yung wow, okay. So for example... It's Kevin Steen and not Kevin okay, Owens. Okay. It's Bianca Blair and not Bianca Belair. So see, actually, know, it's a, still okay. there. Sorry, it's good you brought that up because when the memo came down, a lot of the superstars with Twitch accounts actually changed their names to their uh, birth names. Right, Paige yep. became real Saraya, um, as well as other examples. Uh, so it's 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 it also brings yep. to mind the beginning of this argument wherein. WWE also owned the rights to certain superstars' birth names, right? So where do they draw the line in trying to protect their IP 
versus trying to protect their well the well-being of their talent diba? that's just be really the the argument that's trying to be made here diba? Yeah, what what, what are they going to prioritize first the the money so, or the person so evil corporation moves to the uh I can't I can't defend it at all um I'm glad that you know at, at this uh, at least for this argument for this case aew is taking a stand it's good PR for them right so uh good on aew for you know jumping on the bandwagon here and oh, you know allowing their guys really twitch and cameo yeah pero at the same time in the <laughs> they, the WWE guys don't jump off a forklift onto nothing. That's true. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, let's get to it. Glass house. Yes, let's talk about all that. Okay, uh, let's start with Matt Hardy because I think that's the biggest talk point coming out of All Out. And uh, if if you haven't seen the show yet, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara had a broken rules match, which was their equivalent of a last man standing match, and um, we basically just got two big spots. Because dun palang sa first spot of the forklift, Matt Hardy took a very bad bump and his head hit the concrete. Uh, there, there's no nice way of putting it. Matt Hardy's head hit the concrete. That was and that was he was visibly concussed. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it was like 15, 20 feet. Yeah, up. Uh, he was visibly injured and totally out of it. And uh, they continued the match. They at least got to the part which looked like it was the planned finish, which was for Sammy Guevara to lose. And my quick thoughts on this are that. Uh, they should have stopped the match. Like I, at that point, I didn't care that Matt Hardy uh, had that stipulation that if he won, he would be taken out of AEW. It's wrestling. There's so many ways for you to write and rewrite around the corners that you book yourself into, especially when an unforeseen, unwanted circumstance like an injury takes place. That should have taken precedent over everything. And that should have forced everybody from AEW to just call off the match, bring Matt Hardy to the back. Especially knowing what we know now about head injuries, Ikaw, Ro, um as as a perf- uh, as a performer, where do you stand on this? Okay, so I've actually seen a spot that is very very similar to this here in the Philippines. So live with my own two eyes. Uh, I think for those who watch enough uh, local wrestling, I think you know what spot I'm talking about. I won't I won't mention it here now because it's such old news. I'm just going to say that it's really similar to the Matt Hardy spot and. I've seen a lot of takes over the weekend saying that wrestlers should not have the power to keep the match going when it comes to things like that. Dapat makinig sila sa referee, dapat makinig sila sa ringside doctor, kung may ringside doctor, dapat makinig sila sa promoter if the promoter is on hand to stop the match. So I agree with all of that. I believe that wrestlers are the very worst judge of deciding whether they should go on or not. Speaking as a wrestler, because as a wrestler, you're always, always gonna want to continue the match. Because there's a match, you had a planned finish and everything, you had a planned spot and everything. So you always, uh, in the, in the, for the sake of getting the fans to be happy, getting them entertained, you want to continue the match. But at some point, if you gotta realize that if you're hurting bad, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how much you think you can still go on because of the adrenaline you have to listen to the people around you who know better and uh it was really bad form for matt hardy and i think matt hardy didn't wanted the match to go on i think sammy Guevara was ready to call it quits and uh i think as well that 
the match looked like it was going to be stopped after uh, Aubrey, ref Aubrey called for the X. I think they were ready to move on with uh, with uh, with the uh, switch to the, with the cuts to the commentary team uh, talking about the match and and acting like it was finished. But then something happened in the middle of it where uh, it was uh, it, it so happened that the match uh, was allowed to keep going. So uh, it was really bad. Um, Tony Khan should take this as a learning moment, not to keep putting his uh, his his workers in danger. Even though the said worker didn't take that much risk after that, I say they just went onto the plant finish. Yes, yeah, crayons. What are your thoughts on this? Sorry, see crayons on Kumu saying although the and Tintan and WWE, that is why they are stricter when it comes. To injuries now, and I agree. Uh, the, and I said AEW can take shots at the WWE all at once. At the end of the day, some shit went down, some things happened that they were out of their control. Right now, should they have continued the match afterwards? Of course not. Now I'm not a performer myself. Okay, obviously, but I have seen performers tell stories of how they want to finish the match even at the brink of injury. Oh, in the heart. Being the most prime example, finished the match with a broken neck, right? as, as the old story goes. Now, at the same time, as AEW progresses in its young career, right? they're essentially still in its infancy as a company, uh, they are going to need to learn how to handle these things better. Because as the pay-per-view progressed through the night, you could actually hear Tony Schiavone trying to save the spot. And trying to say that Doc Samson checked on Matt Hardy. And then a little later in the night, he'd say, Oh no, Matt Hardy said that he was okay. So, why are you leaving that up to chance? When you know something bad happened and it could happen, and we saw it happen a little earlier in the night with Matt Seidel's spot, you kind of you have to know that things aren't going right, that something happened has to be done. Why wait for something bad to happen before you, you enact protocols for such a catastrophe? I really do think they tried to stop the match. Uh, it just so happened that, I don't know, maybe Matt Hardy was a veteran yeah, uh, that totally agree. they uh, couldn't say no to. Um, you know, really, really disappointing lang na that's how they chose to handle uh, the Matt Hardy situation. All I'm going to say is, nung hindi pa, kung hindi pa broken Matt Hardy, si Matt Hardy before this match, broken na siya ngayon. <laughs> because that is no joke, man. Oh my God. No joke. Uh, Ro, do you have any more thoughts on this? Uh, no, no, I was going to say, I was really going to say that I think they were really planning to stop. And then parang maybe Matt Hardy was too much of a veteran to say no to. Uh I don't know. Maybe they were uh, they couldn't just say no to him. senior compared to everyone else working in that particular match, right? So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to demonize Tony Khan too much because I think he had the right idea. Um, but for him, it is really a, a learning moment here, if you will. Okay. Yeah, it's a gone. serious wake-up call for. Yeah, it's a serious wake-up yeah. call for AEW, right? Like, 
this and and again man it's not the it wasn't the last time this happened throughout the match but throughout the show we, we so we saw what happened with Darby Allen in that six six spot inside the body bag which can't on why 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 would you like, I, okay I was listening to the aew podcast where Darby was the guest uh-huh. right? and he's actually uh-huh. straight edge so when he makes the, these decisions he's actually sober and level-headed so he said he actually just likes getting hurt right and he and he would post he got his start in the wrestling scene by posting stunt videos and tagging people like Tony Hawk on them. Let's say he's a legit skater. He has his own skate company. And so he yeah. basically what he'd do is he'd do some stupid trick where he ends up crashing on his neck and then he tagged Tony Hawk on that. And that's why he's so capable of doing <laughs> spots. But at the same time, at the same time, you have to understand that people in authority have the power to stop this before it gets too far. Because don't wait for something bad to happen just for the sake of the show. It something bad will happen, and then what are you gonna do, bro? Right. Okay. So, what did you think of the entire uh, All Out show? Because I have some thoughts on it, and uh, I would I don't know I I don't know about you, but I felt that it was way too long, especially in the COVID era, yeah. in which. WWE has somehow perfected, um, for some reason, they perfected uh, the three-hour pay-per-view format after, you know, uh, holding pay-per-views that that are at least four hours. So I'm glad that uh, WWE did that, but I'm kind of baffled that AEW decided to go long for this one. I don't know. What what do you think about this? There are matches on this card that didn't need that much time. Like I am going to single out the tag team championship match. Like that could have ended at least five, ten minutes earlier than intended. Like I understand you want to give people like Kenny Omega and Hangman Page the room to work, but after that match took part in the latter half of the card, and after all those other things happened with the Casino Battle Royale. With Shida and Thunder Rosa also running pretty substantially, you 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 have to know when to cut your matches in because it, it your audience experiences fatigue. But AEW has has fans in the audience now. They have fans in the stands now, and yeah, so yeah. I don't I don't know how to feel as a fan to have to sit in a half empty arena, uh, watching a four or five hour show. And my uh, we've, we've seen reports that uh, it was really humid in Jacksonville. Yeah, the US, and, uh, yeah. the humidity really took a toll on the fast independence. So I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, temperatures are shooting up to the mid forties in the US, forty degrees Celsius up. So you can only imagine if you were a performer, what more as a fan. Sam, we were just talking about uh, how the show was way too long, especially considering WWE has managed to keep their pay-per-view events at around three hours on the dot 
in the COVID era. Yeah. So what do you uh, think about I, that? I had an issue with the tag team match, actually. Uh, yung FTR versus Omega and Hangman. I'm not sure if you guys were able to talk about that. Now. No, I, I, I talked about it uh, during that little spot. Yeah, yun lang. Um, that that match really took way too long. Um, I was I was surprised. that all out took four hours. Even despite the fact that Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara's match was cut way too short, I'm sure they had so much planned, diba? And they also had controlled spots like yung uh, match nina Britt Baker and Big Swole. That was recorded. That was a taped video segment. So I would have expected all out to be much tighter than it was. And I think if you zoom out there, all in all, um. It, it's one of the first times that we were kind of disappointed by an AEW show. I mean, that's not saying that there weren't any, any good moments or any good matches. There were. It's just that, as a whole, I came away from All Out not with the same feeling that I normally have coming out of an AEW show. Right? From Revolution or Double or Nothing from, previous, uh, from last year or All Out of last year or Fight for the Fallen. Right? Th- this, there, there was something amiss about this particular show. And it was just a combination of all these things from Yumbachni, Matt Seidal, uh, Matt Hardy getting injured, to go to the heat in the, in the arena, and then matches going way too long. I think that's the perfect summary. It's just really a combination of all these negative things. So now that you talked about um, the first match, the Rose background being the tooth and nail match, was that the best way for you guys to start off a pay-per-view. Uh, Stan. Go Stan. Uh, I don't think so. I would not have started with uh, Dr. Britt versus Big Swole, even though I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it. I love Dr. Uh, Dr. Britt. And uh, I-, I love everything she does. But I would have started with the Casino Battle Royal. Because Matt Seidel botch notwithstanding, that's the, one I- that's the one match I enjoyed the most from the entire pay-per-view. So that's what I would have started with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I actually thought uh, when I was watching the show back, I say I only caught it live from the tag team championship match to the very end. So I was watching the show back and I thought that Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express was a curtain jerker. And then I missed the match. It was the tooth and nail match. And I can't... Uh, if I had watched it live, I wouldn't have enjoyed it because uh, this is the kind of match that you play. Uh, WWE's got it right because with the cinematic matches. They, they use it to uh, cool the crowd down a little in between hot live matches. So I would not really have started with this at all. I would have put it somewhere in between so that the crowd could rest in the hot, hot, humid Daily's Place environment. So I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. Um, they were just trying something new and it didn't work. And they yeah, should feel better the next time around. I, I agree. I feel like starting your match, your show off with not only a cinematic match, but a sort of stunt match, a comedy match, if you will. But no real wrestling really happened. Here. Yeah. Any tie ups. I mean, Reba fell into a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> For goodness sake. <laughs> Like, it's not the best way to start off a card where basically all your titles are on the line, where you have a champion versus champion match happening and a, and a, a title match to close out the night. It's a, it's a poor way to start the show off. 
especially when you start it with a cinematic match. So imagine being a fan paying for this ticket, sitting in the stands, expecting a wrestler to come out and only have a video playing. Like, imagine your disappointment to have to, ah, is, that's it? That's what we're going to see? This is the first match that happens? And it was a fun match. I agree. But not the best way to start the show. Okay. okay. Uh, before yeah. we close things, uh, before we close things out here, uh, I think we've covered basically every big thing in the month that happened. Um, I want to touch on Raw really quickly because I think the the big highlight was that uh, match between uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, Dominic Mysterio, and Murphy, and that was in the main event. And the Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. No. no, no, no. Like, <laughs> Maybe in fifteen years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yung, yung highlight is the Mysterio family going ape shit on Mur- on Murphy. You know, uh, I I found it funny seeing that image. Na si Murphy talagang nilalampaso siya, even by Angie Mysterio and Aaliyah Mysterio. Uh, Murphy getting turned into a human pinata. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I I just feel sad na like this is Murphy now. Um, he's no longer with with Seth Rollins and he's just a human pinata. It's kind of sad. I- it's it's sad, but you have to understand. I think this is something to do with the WWE letting go of AOP. Remember, AOP was actually part of Seth Rollins' original congregation, if you will. And then one of them got injured, so both of them got sidelined. And then many months later, here they are uh, uh, with their future endeavors letter out the door. Right? So I guess this is maybe creative, giving Seth Rollins his own shine again. Right? Because I don't think the Messiah character actually needs that many people behind him. But maybe yeah, but he's down the road. Sorry? Now he's got nobody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he's that good that he works on his own, I feel. Right? So, so have Murphy take a beating like that. It's unfortunate, but I mean, to me, it makes sense. So I got, I got something to say about that. Because yeah, I got something to say about that. To say, the Messiah gimmick character had so much potential because it was something new for Rollins. Because, uh, you know, when you think about his old gimmicks, the King Slayer, that wasn't really much. That was just a nickname because he fought Triple H at WrestleMania. But uh, the Messiah could have given him a new edge, a new fleshed out gim, a new fleshed out backstory. Because it could have uh, turned him into this charismatic leader of men, which he really had yes. with uh, with everyone who was associated with him in the past year uh, with AOP, with Murphy, with uh, Austin Theory. And they just wasted it because they didn't know exactly what to do with it. I think it was a Paul Heyman idea that they just couldn't sustain because they they couldn't think like Paul Heyman or Vince couldn't, uh, you know, reconcile what Paul Heyman really wanted for the character. It's such a waste because it could have been something new for Seth other than, you know, just being good in the ring. And it was something then for the people who were associated with him because it gave Murphy something to do, right? It gave him a new purpose. It wasn't just him being this really good cruiserweight anymore. And uh, I don't know, sayang talaga. The the Murphy, the the Dominic, sorry, the Dominic, the Mysterio family beatdown was fun, but it really didn't do much for Murphy, who is way too good a talent to be discarded like that. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree with everything Rose said. Just because, yun din, that's also what I wanted out of the Messiah character. Like, um, you can be a very compelling, charismatic heel if you're leading these people who are just buying and eating off the palm of your hand. But, like, that's a very twisted heel because he's someone who really believes that he's right, that he's really fighting for someone. And it's so demented or, or, or so insidious, rather, because he's gotten other people to buy into his advocacy. So sayang lang, um, and it really goes hand in hand with Paul Heyman having moved to SmackDown and getting taken out of the Raw creative team. So yeah, we're seeing uh, the effects of that. Um, any other thoughts from from you guys about Rollins before we get to uh, Cedric? No, because I've always seen him as a charismatic guy, with or without people uh, behind him. Now, whether it's as effective with four other guys that remains to be seen for myself. However, I feel like because he is so good, and I think he's one of the wrestlers that really shone, shine uh, during the pandemic because of the fact that he's able to take these after beats whenever he delivers a promo. So he's, he's able to deliver a monologue like a villain actually delivers a monologue. You know, like somebody demented actually de- delivers a monologue. So without... The, the I won't say weight, but for lack of a better term, just use weight. The, the weight of three other people behind him in his posse, I feel like they're still able to skew it a little ways from the original intention of being a leader. I think, if you, zoom out, I think if you zoom out here, guys, uh, it, it's going to be a rehash a of few natin last week na they're just really struggling to figure out what to do with people. Diba? Like we talked about the tag teams last week. Another tag team just broke up. Garza and Andrade have broken up. Bailey and Sasha have broken up. So uh, it, it's, it's um, really disappointing to see that they're struggling to figure out how to write these characters. I mean, the Bailey-Sasha thing... Uh, was a story that was uh, being planted naman for a while. Na sustain naman nila yon, so good for them, Th- uh, That was the heel turn that was earned. But like uh, Garza and Andrade or the Iconics, the those Iconics were not earned. Sobra na disappoint yung mga yon, uh, How about Cedric Alexander and Ricochet breaking up as well because Cedric had turned heel? Um, would you guys say that was earned? Even um, you know, knowing that they did plant the seeds and they did kind of beat us over the head with. Uh, the hurt business sowing seeds of discord in Cedric's brain. Yeah, I think it was earned, man. It definitely was more earned than the other breakups, like the Iconics or you know Andrade and Garza, which you know teams that they really need for their their own tag team divisions. So I'm really okay with the hurt business claiming Cedric Alexander because this was something that we were promised either it either from Apollo Crews or from someone else in that grouping, really. So I'm glad to see it happen because I, I want to see the Hurt Business succeed. Yeah, it, it's it's the right, it's a step in the right direction for me, not only for Cedric Alexander, but also for the Hurt Business. MVP grows is stable. It gives Cedric something to do. It's win-win. Now, it could, have, could it have been sustained longer? No, of course not. Because it won't get as big a pop as a Sasha and Bailey. However, you know we get what we get, and I love and I can't wait to see where the Hurt Business actually takes its goals. Like maybe they go after the tag team titles. Maybe they become a mid card mafia. It's it's exciting for me. 
Yeah, um, I look at Cedric Alexander and I see pre-MSG Chris Panzer. So and I'm really happy na, na Cedric finally has this edge to him and I hope that uh, this is the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the fire that he needs under his rear end to uh, go one level higher on Monday Night Raw. Okay, uh, before we get to our picks of the week, predictions for Super Tuesday bukas. Adam Cole or Finn Balor, who is the next NXT champion? Chino, let's start with you. I'm Balor. still sticking with Finn. Yeah, I'm still sticking, I'm still yeah. sticking with Finn. Uh, because Adam Cole hasn't been that far removed from his historic uh, NXT title reign. And putting the title on him this early might negate that run. Okay. for in my opinion. So I'll say Balor because especially since the push that they've been giving him is incredible. Rope. Yeah, I was saying saying Kanina, it was gonna be Balor. I still think he was the original winner that I got of the Fatal Four Way Iron Man match. So I think this is just them making him earn it a little more. And I'm cool with that. As long as, you know, they don't give it to Adam Cole again. All right. Yeah, uh, same thoughts here. I am all in on a Finn Balor win. I want to see what he does with the NXT Championship given this new edge to his character. So I can't wait for for Finn Balor to have his crowning moment uh, in basically a few hours. All right. Uh, Let's get to our picks of the week. And if you're new to the show, you're new to uh, to the podcast or to the stream, this is the part of the pod where we pick out one match or segment or promo or documentary or video that really stood out to us. So uh, let's start with Ro. What's your pick of the week? Hi. My pick of the week is easy. It is the tag team match between the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express from All Out. That was uh, when the crowd at Daly's Place was still okay and, you know, still had a high energy level. So it really helped. And, you know, it was one of the better, uh, more fluid tag matches of the night. Uh, They were near the the start of the show. Because if they were any later than that, I think the crowd would have been dead for them. Right, Chino, what's yours? Uh, I'm going to pick the Casino Battle Royal. <laughs> I love Battle Royals. And uh, I, uh, I enjoyed the twist that they put into this one, yung, uh, grouping them into groups of five, tapos they've got their own suits. And even though Mejo Womp Womp yung Joker entrance ni Matt Seidel because of that uh, Shooting Star Press botch, um, I, napatawad ko siya. Nga, uh, as, as uh, Ro brought up in one of our private chats, the fact that we know that Matt Seidel can hit the shooting star press flawlessly, naman. we've seen it over the years. Parang, okay, yeah, it's understandable. It's human error, diba? it's a botch. Okay, I'm over it. Uh, I, I just love the concept of the Casino Battle Royal, and I love that it puts someone in a position to challenge for the world title uh, because they did have to go through literally the rest of the roster. The only drawback is having someone like Lance Archer who probably wasn't in the top five of the rankings uh, basically debunks the existence of the rankings or, or indeed debunks it. it it renders the rankings useless para san pa may power rankings ka kung you just need to win a battle royal tatiming ka lang oh may casino battle royal eto na mananalo na ako okay I'm next number one contender you know what I mean? it's there alright okay it's been such a mere week for wrestling like, I would have picked something from, from NXT Super Tuesday 1. Pero natapos na tayo doon. So, I'm just going to pick something from Up, Up, Down, Down. And it's uh, Cesaro doing the Shibuya role <laughs> game. 
Um, if you don't know what that is, go check out your office references. It's an improv game where people introduce themselves. And the reason this sticks out to me is because Cesaro does it so poorly. It's like such a bad Shibuya role that you just get up and groan and laugh. <laughs> it did such, it's basically a rhyming game. And he did, did such a poor rhyme, such a bad rhyming scheme. That it just it, it made my day, man. Like there's something there is something that Cesaro cannot do. He cannot do improv. That is the one thing he Wait, cannot. This is an office reference. Well, I I just started on the office like a few weeks ago, so I'm like. Oh, you're about you uh, What season are you on? Season three. Okay, you might. I think it. I think it happens in season four or five. Yeah, I'll uh, get there. I'll get yeah, there. Yeah, you'll get there. It's it, it's basically a game that uh, Jim brings up uh, during a company outing. So you'll you'll get there. You'll see what I mean, and then go watch the first. It 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 happens in the very first part of the party, as they've dubbed themselves playing Monopoly of all games. Like they play Monopoly and they start with an intro, and it's hilarious as always. All right. Uh, anything that we have to promote or uh, th- that we have to plug for PNA or for anybody? Uh, let's wait for Babyface producer Nika well, to get us up in the uh, <laughs> private chat. All right. So well, uh, if you're listening to the audio-only version, you have already heard what we have to promote. Uh, but if you're listening to us right now on the stream, uh, then yeah, um, all we have to show really are our personal podcasts and our personal streams because we are not governed by a big corporation that prevents us from making our own yes, so I'm gonna start with mine. Start that on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna start with mine. Um, check out On Deck. It's my podcast about radio DJs. My guest for this week. The episode goes up tomorrow. It is Jam Alas, one of our dear friends here hey. on the podcast. Jam of Magic 89.9. Uh, we're gonna to get to talk about a lot of stuff, not just radio. We actually talk about feminism and safe spaces, and uh, and and how that is important to her. As a woman in radio, so I think it's uh, pretty. It, it, it's pretty cool that she takes time out to chat with me. Uh, let's go to China now. Okay, my podcast, Class Clown, is putting out a new episode tomorrow. I have two comedians from Hong Kong ta- who are also both teachers. Now, teaching and comedy intersect a lot more than you think, and we talk about why that is on tomorrow's episode. Also, the episode coming out. Saturday or maybe a little few days after uh, is going to have Sam O and brother J. Paul Hernandez of the Narrow Door podcast. We are going to be talking about religion on that episode. So those are two things you can check out on Class Cloud. Chino sana di ka masunog. Sana din. Sana din. Okay, Ro. Uh, what's up on your Twitch stream? <laughs> All right, uh, my Twitch stream is still going strong. It's twitch.tv slash shangdaddy. That's S-H-A-N-G underscore D-A-D-D-Y. Lately, uh, I've been playing some Tony Hawk. So the new Tony Hawk is out. We're all trying to get through it. If you were a fan of the original Tony Hawk games for PS1 and PS2, this is what we're up to. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go on later tonight after the show. That's all. Just just to be clear, Shang underscore daddy is your birth name, right? That's, that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> My government name, if you will. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nobody owns it but me. Okay. Uh, thanks to everybody who joined us. Thank you to everyone on Kumu. Really appreciate all the love you're showing us. Thank you to Podcast Network Asia, as always, for bringing in the monies and helping us produce these shows and put them together for you guys. And the IG also- stickers. And the IG stickers, yes. Check oh, yeah, them IG out. stickers. Kung gusto yung supportahan yung lahat ng mga favorite podcasts niyo on PNA, pati na rin kami, syempre, on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Just search for our individual show names. Lalabas yung mga stickers namin. So for us, we've got our catchphrase, Shut Up Camus, and our hashtag, Road to Batista. Naka, ano yan, naka-sticker form yan in the same shape and form as our logo. So go check that out. Ginamit ko na siya on my uh, current IG story. So thank you very much to the PNA team and the Kumu team for putting that together. Special, uh, special shout out to Julie for making that work. Shout out as well to Babyface producer Nikai Locanias for keeping us all uh, in check for the pod. And shout out to Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors for making sweet chin music trend today. Because I thought HBK was going to Daniel Tice. So thank you Pascal Siakam. And thanks to the Raptors for letting the Celtics win Game 5 today. Woo! Alright! That's going to do it for us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao and Raf Camus, who we miss so much, my name is Stan C saying we are out of here. Oh, nga pala, one last. Our next guest for next week, we've got... Dindo Moreno of Parokini Edgar will be joining us. So, siya pala yung guaranteed. So, please cross your fingers and hope that we get other members of Parokya and Edgar to be joining us. Let's hope we get Cheeto some way, somehow. We're gonna talk about The Order Taker. We'll talk about that music video. We'll talk about their music and everything else in between. All right, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Catch you again next week for another Super Tuesday edition of the pod. Peace out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.